What's up, guys? Welcome to My Sex with All Freaks. Uh, welcome. I hope you guys had a great week. Um, I got another special guest today. His name is Devendra, a very good friend of mine. He is a vocabularyist. I don't even know if that's a word, but he's he's a wordsmith. A wordsmith, somebody that's uh, good with the tongue, uh, a linguist. I guess you could go and uh, ride with that, but uh, that's... That's that's what I bring to the table. I like your choice of words to say the use of the tongue because it's called mind sex. So I kind of felt like, you know, and then when people he- see the the um, the podcast title mind sex, they think, oh, OK, they're going to be talking about sex. But it's not. And then it's like with you, it's like, what did you just say about the tongue? Oh, good with the tongue. Yes. And I it's just kind of like you could take that so many other ways. Right. But when I double when entendres <laughs> will be. The, the the rule of the day. So you see what I'm saying? These yeah. double entendres. Yes. Um, but okay, I just want to uh, introduce. Well, he actually introduced himself. Um, I'm really excited to have him as my guest today. Today's episode is about love, and the de- the definition of love is an intense an intense feeling or deep affection. So we know we could either love someone, love a dog, love a sport, uh, love. I don't know. Love is, it could just kind of like go all around. It could be suffused. Yes. Right? Suffused, spread. Right? It could be spread amongst many different um, areas, things, peoples, places, and all that stuff. So, Dave, what's up? What do you, what do you, um, when you hear the word love, what do you think of? Like, what is that word? It's almost like love and basketball. Not love and basketball, but that also could be included, but. It reminds me when you ask that question, it reminds me of um, it just evokes so many feelings. Um, love to people is it can manifest itself in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it reminds me of what's the movie with uh, Sanaa Lathan, Tay Diggs. Um, oh, brown sugar. Brown sugar, yes. Brown sugar. So it's like when Tay Tay Diggs and you know and Sanaa Lathan are growing up together, and they're discovering hip hop mm-hmm. and its genesis. Love can also be related to to to, to that that type of thinking in terms of like when you ask the question, "What does love mean to you?" It's almost like when Sanaa Lathan asks all the time and throughout the movie, "When did you fall in love with hip hop?" Mm-hmm. So to me. Hip hop, because I grew up on hip hop and R and B, you know that movie has it, it resonates with me because it's something that's symbiotic in terms of hip hop, love, relationships, you know, and all the ups and downs that comes with it. And just like with relationships, hip hop has its ups and downs in terms of its different styles of music, its different genres, you mm-hmm. know, but. To answer your question, love to me. Yeah, that was a long introduction. It was a super long introduction <laughs> to getting to the answer, the actual answer of what you're looking for. <laughs> no, but I mean, I've been, I mean, love to me is, if I have to think about it, it's my wife. Mm. It's, it's children. It's my children. You know, my wife and I have been together. 17 years, married 13. So, you know, we moved into, we started dating back in 2002, um, bumped into each other at a mall. And uh, she was actually seeing somebody at the time. And, you know, I kind of just 
um, had amorous feelings towards her. Not that I was in love. I, it wasn't love at first sight because, you know, it's just something that kind of manifested over time. But I think when I look back on it, we've had so many ups and downs. I'm not going to go into the whole history of our relationship, but we've been together. She's Puerto Rican. I'm Guyanese. Uh, and that's Guyana in South America, not Ghana in Africa. So just to <laughs> clarify, that right. okay, that not that there's anything wrong. I love my Africans, you know, so, you know, Wakanda forever and all that good stuff. But I, I, I say this, you know, love to me is just looking back on my relationship and seeing what my wife and I have been through and what has spawned out of that relationship mm -hmm. in terms of my little guy Ricans, which are <laughs> my children, my two daughters, Adriana and uh, Alessandra. Um, so that to me is a full, it's, it encompasses what love is to me because if people knew what my wife and I had been through from, from the genesis of our relationship to where we are now 17 years later, it, it, it to me defines what love is. Right. Wow. First of all, I want to point out the fact that you, you use the word Genesis to define the beginning. So for all of you out there that was like, Genesis, what is he talking about? Look it up. It also talks about the first book of, um, of the Bible, which is obviously it's the beginning it's the beginnings of the world of of everything. So I just love how you use that word, um, Genesis. So today, what we're going to talk about in reference to love, we're going to break it down into new love, old love. I was trying to figure out another word. Like I said, I needed a synonym for old love because it's not that it's old love, but it's like marriage. So we're going to talk about marriage pretty much. And then okay. we're going to talk about dead love, pretty much people that have gotten divorced and then just pretty much just had a rebirth. Right. You know, they're they're um, newly single or maybe they remarried, whatever the case may be, whatever their um, life transition was. So with new love, since you had talked about your relationship with your wife and, you know, talk about those feelings with with new love, because I have here yesterday before we go into that yesterday, I did a, I did some research about the effects that love has on our on our mental, mm -hmm. mental and physical mm -hmm. um, and all stages with new love, with marriage and also how it affects us when we get divorced. So what I found in uh, the sources that I have here, I have the Business Insider and also this one called Health Splained. So instead of explained, it's Health Splained. So it talked about new love. We experienced this feeling of euphoria. Mm -hmm. You know, it's uh, it helps us to uh, get more creative. It boosts our our mood, our mood uh, with the what is it that that dopamine? Dopamine. Which I actually had a, a, a aha moment mm -hmm. because I was like, oh, that's where they get the word dope from. I'm taking dope, and dope is supposed to make you feel good. That's correct. So dope is like the dopamine. I was. I know it sounds like. I should have known, but I don't do drugs. No, so, you don't have to, to, I mean, kind of just be able to absorb what that means with where that word is coming right. from, where is derivative from. Right, exactly. I was like, what? So I thought that was really dope. And then it just talks about um, what I really thought was, was interesting in my discovery was that men and women, we actually experience uh, 
an increase and a decrease in our testosterone. Yes. Women, we experience an increase in testosterone Absolutely. and men experience a decrease. Right. So they say that's why when men, they get nervous, their, t their levels of testosterone go down. They get like the squeaky voice. They get kind of nervous. Right. So um, I, th I didn't know that. I thought that was uh, really interesting. So, so yeah, do you feel like you experienced this euphoria, this um, this drug induced feeling when you first uh, when you first met your wife? Did you feel like you had all this creative juice flowing in you? Like, oh, I could take on the world, girl. We gonna do this. We gonna do that, girl. Yeah. We gonna, you know. Yeah, well, you know, that's the thing. I mean, I, I I'm not gonna be true to the audience if I say that. Well, we first met. You know, we were madly in love. And I mean, she pretty much blew me off because she was sick as a dog. So, you know, and, you know, you know, to all my, you know, Latinas out there, that's my kryptonite. Now, I'm a West Indian man, you know, uh, born in Toronto. My ancestry is, um, you know, my parents were born in Guyana and Georgetown, Guyana in South America, represent all the uh, Caribbean heads out there, um, you know, but. I've always been smitten by by Latinas, and that's my kryptonite. So I saw her, she, it was through a mutual friend of ours, and, um, you know, it turns out that, you know, she was cute, but she wasn't checking for me because I was actually with an ex of mine. We weren't dating, but she was there with her nephew, and, you know, so it kind of looked like I was there with what she would have imagined or, or, or presumed was my girlfriend, and mm -hmm. we're with child. So she had zero interest in me from 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 jump. So, you know, long story short, my coworker, you know, dials up some digits and, you know, we ended up talking. First conversation on the phone, we were on the phone for two hours. I just want to point out that you said dials up some digits. So that yeah. shows your age. Right. Well, that's what we, we talked about old love. Right. So. So, yes. But this is, is new love. Yeah. This is, so like this is the beginning of right. your old love. Right. But that's like, yeah, and I'm building right. up to that. Right. I mean, so I mean, it's, you know. We got to know each other, and um, you know, I think what our our love, the new love that I was I was feeling, the new love that kind of just hit me, you know, like blindsided me, like like a eighteen wheeler, you know, it just one of those things where I think the love was so natural, just because I wasn't really pursuing her, she wasn't pursuing me, she was seeing somebody at the time, you know, mm -hmm. and I always had like a cardinal rule, like you know, of dating. If somebody is dating somebody else, just me personally, just me personally, you know, my my own beliefs, I never would engage somebody that's, you know, uh, in the midst of, of being with somebody else. But, mm -hmm. you know, I had uh, my brother talk to me and said, you know, go for it. Shoot for the moon. What she, what, what's the worst she could say? She could say no. You know, and then that's probably about the worst of him. So I eventually asked her out. And then the euphoria that you feel from that after I asked her out, you know, I got her uh, a dozen roses, you know, 11 purple, one white, if my math serves me correctly. And, uh, you know, her found out her favorite movie is The Color Purple, <laughs> you know, and she just got, she had just gotten a deep. So much a deep, symbolism deep. in there. There's a lot of, a lot of symbolism. There was a lot of things that I tied into just getting to know her. I was taking copious notes as I was talking to her on the phone, you know, so the essence of that new love that you're speaking of, it it generates and it just kind of builds up like there, there's an accumu accumulation right. of feelings and, and just this sense of, you know, you're being overwhelmed by just 
the dopamine that you spoke of, like it's just it's just flooding it's my drug. brain. It is a drug. Like, and you know, and then and this is not even getting into the physical aspect of the relationship. This is just her and I talking on the phone, having that type of that 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 type of uh, you know smooth communication, like and being able to talk. See, that's that know. mind sex right there, guys. Yes. yes. This and is this, so organic right here. This is this ties into to the show's title. I mean it's and it is that's what it was. It was you know, kind of, it, you know, having some sort of mental intercourse, you know, with the opposite sex. And this is not to say that you cannot experience that type of euphoria with the same type of gender. This goes, love to me knows no bounds. Mm -hmm. So you can experience this on all levels. But my thing is with my wife, it's just like the more we started talking, the more we started opening up to each other, I guess, literally and physically it, it it just became such a high and as there's no other way to explain it yeah and it sounds corny it sounds you know kind of you know um cliche but that type of feeling that you get from that from the outstart when you you know the the relationship is so pure there's nothing to have to to have contaminated it yet there isn't anything that's gotten in the way to the point where it's gonna it's 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 gonna impede those those feelings and and, and that rush that you have. Mm-hmm. It's just like a reservoir of, of of feelings and emotions and love. And you think you know what love is, but you don't know what love is until later on down the road. Yeah. When you go through things and then that's when you find out is this relationship really predicated on love or is it something physical? Right. Exactly. Like what is the basis that our relationship stands on? Right. You know? Right. Yeah. I remember when um when I had my first, first, first real love, um, it was Randy. And I was 19. No, how old was I? I was 20 at the time. And, you know, I had relationships before, whatever it is. And so it was just, I'm, I'm just going to kind of like give a quick, uh, I'm going to condense this because I want to go on to, to the next topic. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I just remember in the beginning, just like you, um, I really wasn't into him. He was cool. He was tall. You know, your typical you know, image of, a, of what a woman wants. He's right. tall, he's smart, he's good looking. Yeah. But I was just like, ah, I was kind of like talking to somebody else. And I was just kind of like, whatever, dude. Like, oh, all right, yeah, I'll give you my number. I was actually away in college. I was in Albany and he was still going to school down in the Bronx. Okay. We still exchanged each other's numbers. Eventually, um, whatever relationship I had kind of dissipated, kind of faded. And I started to have regular conversations with Randy over the phone. Through conversation is where we really developed our relationship. And then I be, you know, I got excited. Like all of a sudden when I would come home to visit, then I would find myself kind of meeting up with him and everything like that. And it was then again, like it, it just it just flourished into something amazing. And then it was just like I needed to be with him all the time. It was like again, <laughs> I was addicted. I yes. was like, oh my gosh, you this is up. what love is. Yeah. Like, and I literally was never in a real relationship. So it was like, I want a boyfriend, I want a boyfriend. And it's, you know, I've I've been, I was physical with people prior to that, but it was nothing substantial, it was nothing of real value. Right. Nobody that I was really connecting with on all levels. Mm-hmm. So to actually experience that, it was amazing. Obviously, we're not together anymore. And even when we broke up, it was extremely devastating. I had to kind of like pick myself up because because the love for me was so strong. I felt like he was a person that I would be with for the rest of my life. Right. But once I kind of broke through that spell, now I'm like, hell no, I would yeah. never be with you. What? Right. You want to get back with who? With me? No, no, that's not happening. No not way. Either. Not now. 
Yeah, right. so that's right. definitely the the feelings of of new love, that euphoric, that drug induced feeling. Um, yeah, it, it's amazing. I always, you know, people that are kind of so against love, I'm just kind of like, I understand you've been hurt by love, but not everybody's the same, right. you know. And you got to kind of give yourself that chance to kind of move forward and, and be better, right. and understand that was before. Like you gotta, you know, you, you, you gotta, gotta progress forward. Yeah, and that, and that's the thing. I mean, like you know, and I think like you said kind of circling back to you saying it's a love is an addiction. It is an addiction. It is. But with addictions, you also find, you know, you may start that relationship may have been your weed, which a lot of people equate to a gateway drug. But then it opens <laughs> up everything else. Yeah. You know, like to different experiences, different drugs, you know, different highs, different lows. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, yeah, that's there's always that one person that is kind of way kind in, in a way your gateway uh, relationship and then you kind of you know spread out and you know turn in or, or you fall in love or you get addicted to different things I mean yeah. once you're you're exposed to those things mm -hmm. so yeah I, I definitely agree and and also with along with the further study that I was uh, doing they were saying that with new love um when you meet someone new there's certain things that you just ignore mm -hmm. so there's that I forgot what they called it um Oh, the disillusionment phase. Yes. So we just kind of, you know, let's say if someone chews so loud and you don't realize it in the beginning and then, but it's something that was always there, but because you're in this euphoric state, right. you just kind of overlook it. Right. Now it kind of transitions into what we're going to talk about next is the old love, right. not really old love, but now this is where we actually get into the relationships right. Right. where people that have been married for like Dave here for 13 years, yep. but altogether 17, 17 years that he's been dedicated to his woman. That's people right. like my mom that she's been with her husband. My mother was married three times and her husband now she's been with him the longest. Um, I think she's been with him like 20 years and yeah, just to kind of like see the ups and downs of that and what you experience now. So with, the old love. Give me, give me a synonym for old love because I feel like you and Val got on me like old love. Don't say old love. Love is love. Well, what is the synonym? Give me, give mm -hmm. me something. Give me something that I could say because I feel like old. Because I feel like new and then old, but it's not old love because it's still existing. Yeah. It's still strong. Right. It's still old. Is almost like putting like a, a like a, a definitive stamp on it and saying, well, that's what it used to be but like you said it and, and to me love evolves right so it is like you said ongoing so i mean i would call it i mean cultivated love cultivated okay or uh, go ahead what's another word cultivated oh, nurtured love nurtured love nurtured love yeah somewhere in that realm like you know i think that kind of is more evolved love yeah um, that's more pertinent i think to to what you're the essence of what you're trying to get at uh -huh. um you know i, I would think Transitional love, because well, there's so many it phases. Is, it is, yeah, in. yeah, that's that's a good term. Transitional is good. Yeah, you know, I think that speaks more to what you're trying to say without being offensive or right. You know, it's not ages. No, like, no, I'm not right. trying to be no, ages. no, no, like, it's right. Not. Yeah, we were, you know, and and at Val, which is one of our coworkers, you know, we were just, you know, just trying to, you know, bust my chops, bust your chops. About <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and it, it worked. <laughs> it did. But, but you know, I, I think as far as that goes, let's say let's let's say a cultivated love. I think you know when you're with somebody as long as I've been with my wife, I think you know you tend to 
go through different stages. The love never, it, it, it has its ebbs and flows. So it's, it's different. I mean, you know, one day you could be head over heels in love because, you know, you see or you feel that you guys are on the same page, but then it just takes one incident. Mm-hmm. You know, it just takes one quick second and you wore the wrong damn yeah. shirt and it just triggered something yeah. in her brain. It was just like, like, you know, why are you wearing corduroy <laughs> pants in the summertime? And then she flips on you because of that. And I'm mean, not that I've ever and done see, it. See, this is why I can never yeah. be with you. Right. And it's yeah, just yeah. like, whoa, where did this come from? Slow the hell down. Okay, you need to learn your fabrics. You need to learn what's breathable and what's not. Right. All right. So right. based on the the, yeah. the season. The, okay. Yeah. I mean, it just something as minute as that. Right. Like it could, could trigger a, a, a whole different set of feelings. Yeah. And that'll be funny to kind of like present that to a, a divorce lawyer, and they're like, "So, what is the premise of the uh, or the reason?" Of, of this marriage and like you know what he just had corduroy jeans pants on one day and i just figured this is going to be yep. him for the rest of his life yeah. and all i could do was this image couldn't get out of my head and it I, was imprinted and now i can't stand him. now i can't stand him i right. can't stand the way that his teeth look his breath smells yeah you know his breath have... smells like morning breath even during the during the, the night time <laughs> i can have morning breath at night right exactly you know or you could have keto crotch you know like in you know we will talk about keto crotch <laughs> no, another no, time. No. I will explain that to you guys later what keto crotch is. Or just look it up. So I mean it's you know, it's it's a it's a culmination of things. You know, mm-hmm. you, you can be in a relationship and just set somebody off. Yeah. Uh, it, but also you know, there's the good moments, especially when you have kids, you know, and I think that's a game changer, whether you have one or you have eleven. There's mm-hmm. it's it's an absolute game changer in terms of it's going to test that love, that love that your initial relationship was predicated on. It's going to test it to a point that you're even questioning yourself what love is or how deep in love are you really? You know, it's mm-hmm. staying up at night or trying to get a, a, a colicky baby to try to fall asleep and, you know, uh, making sure that, you know, the breast milk is kept at a certain temperature or you know, that the pump is working or like that you're being, you're acknowledging the fact that, you know, your wife has been up all night breastfeeding and what have you done to contribute to the baby's happiness? You know, what things like that. Me me yeah, it's completely a Janet Jackson thing. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And that's what it becomes, you know. So it is, it is a situation where, you know, it's like, what have you done for me lately? You know, it's like Eddie Murphy says, you know, Eddie, I want half. So, you know, it's that's that's what it becomes because it goes from love to Eddie, I want half. Yeah. You know, and Umfufu with the bone through her nose. You know, she just came here from Africa. You know the whole anybody who's seen Eddie Murphy's routines, you know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. They it the the, the, the relationship just flips like in a heartbeat. Yeah. And you've got to either roll with the punches or you take many stagnated steps back mm-hmm. and realize that this relationship might not be what you thought it was. Not right. only might, it's not what you thought it was. It's actually the complete diametric opposite of what you thought or what you envisioned love to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what I learned and also, again, doing my research 
just kind of like what Dave was saying, um, like the relationship has this ebbs and flows. So you're going to have your ups and downs. And what's in, what's important for us to understand as people individually, we're going to change. We go through cycles and we also have to be aware and cognizant that our partner is also going to change. But are we going to change together? You know what I'm saying? Yes. With these transitions that we make individually, are we going to be able to make these transitions together collectively? Yes. Um, and if and if you can't, then that's okay. But understand and recognize where they may be, where there may be some faults on both sides, or where you know somewhere may somebody may lack or whatever it is, and and try to definitely have open communication to understanding. All right, well, what do you need at this? point in your life right. because whatever it is that worked before it may not work now Correct. and going forward so just kind of understanding we're always evolving like technology you know who knows what I would have been doing this podcast on you know 10 years from now but now we've evolved so much that now I'm on a laptop in a room I'm not in a studio I have a little $30 microphone don't really have a big expense and I'm doing this podcast. So we have to understand with technology, everything else evolves. We evolve. Um, the earth evolves, whatever it is. So there's no exceptions to the rule. Everything is forever changing. And we have to understand that. We have to give each other a break. We have to, just as much as we want to break and we want to be understood, we have to understand that our counterparts want to be understood. There's too many times females are like, oh, well, he should know. And I'm like, no, no. but he's not going to know. You have to communicate with that. Why are you going to put yourself in this position of frustration for no reason, and it's unnecessary. I agree, and I, I think that's a major component to relationships, and, you know, everybody will tell you that's, you know, been in a tenured relationship. It, it is communication, but at the same time. Hey, what's up, guys? Sorry, this is just a continuation of the love episode. I don't know what happened. We kind of got cut off. I don't know where Dave got cut off or or whatever the case may be, but pretty much we're just on the uh, the part about the cultivated love and he was just, go ahead, just just kind of like, yeah, hopefully I mean, collect I, whatever you said. Right, I mean, and, right you know, here. Sorry, like, guys. just jumping back into what I was saying, basically, I my wife is no different than the average female where she, in the relationship, wanted me to, especially when we were having a baby, I'll, I'll fast forward to that part, mm-hmm. There was so much of, well, you should have washed out the bottles after the baby was done, or you should have, you know, taken out the diapers from the diaper genie, or why don't you know that my nipples are sore from breastfeeding? Why don't you realize this? (laughs) So it's with those things. And I say it all in jest. I don't mean it to be uh, misogynistic or, Mm -hmm. you know, sexist by any means. I'm very respectful of women and everything that they do to make this world a better place. Yeah, and um, recognize that it's International Women's, Women's Day. Day. Yes. I love how we were so in unison and that was so not planned. Yeah, I don't know. That actually Though your whoop whoop was a little bit yeah, it was undertoned. Little, yeah. It was like so under enthused. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's just one of those things where I, I guess I've got to keep up my my uh side of the uh the testosterone in the room. So <laughs> so I had to I had to dip it down a little bit. But but no, but I mean you know it, it's one of those things where if you know, your wife has those expectations of you and thinks, you know, that you as a man should know those things. Women, I got to tell you, we don't know these things because we are wired completely different from you guys. And you guys are such a, in my opinion, a much more intelligent breed, a much more, um, you know, uh, I guess I want to say practical and pragmatic 
gender. Uh, you know, it's 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 ironic we're doing this podcast on International Women's Day, right? Because I just, yeah, it was meant to be. No, definitely, definitely, and and you know, I feel there's so much empowerment going on now, and it's it's to me, it's a true joy to see my daughters. I have a 12 year old, uh, Adriana uh, Avani, and my six year old, uh, Alessandra Leilani, um, and it's a true joy to see them grow up in this type of uh, culture now where women are becoming lead, um, uh, they're, they're becoming positioned, they're, they're, they're having positions of power. And there's so many good role models to look up to. Yep. And Like me. Yes, like, <laughs> like Jennifer Cortez who like runs me. the uh, Mindsex podcast. But, um, you know, and, you know, I just think that it's it's a good era for girls to grow up in now and realize there's no limit to what they can be, you know, and, you know, having such good role models, such good examples, whether it's in the form of government. You see how many of the new Democratic women have been uh, voted into power. They have been appointed. Yep. Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, even though Hillary was not able to break that glass ceiling, she came pretty damn close. And, you know, it just goes to show you that anything is possible in this country, mm-hmm. whether, you know, it, it, you being president of the United States or just your own, you know, class president in, 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 the, in the fourth grade. It Anything is possible. And I just feel like there's women such as yourself and my wife and uh, there's so many other leaders around the world that you could think of that are running Fortune 500 companies or running countries. And those are people that my daughters can grow up and aspire to be. And that's the beauty of International Women's Day. And just this podcast right here is is is, is uh, the essence of of love and what we're trying to get to. Right. As it, as it was a smooth transition from you saying that your wife is very important for women to effectively communicate with men because... You guys don't know everything. We don't. So I feel like I should get a million hits on this because it's just kind of <laughs> like, this is Jules right here from a man, a man that is married, a man that has been through the rings of fire and is telling you women, tell your man, get it together, either write it on a paper if you don't feel like <laughs> you could speak right because you're going to get into an argument. Maybe you can't write properly, then freaking, I don't know. Send it in a voice message. I don't know. Rip it out of a damn poem book. Whatever you got to do to communicate, to let your men know what you need. But I was going to say it was a smooth transition that you were just trying to say we need to effectively communicate during this, the period of the cultivated love and how you try to. Then all of a sudden it became this congratulatory um, speech on women's day about so i I, well, I i thought it was great yeah i mean you know and, and it's it's listen it's I'm, but I'm, we're not going to talk about women's day no no not that's another that's another segment for another day but <laughs> but women if you have to like like jennifer said spell it out in bacon because what guy doesn't love bacon wow spell it out in bacon any way you can get the message across because we're not the brightest bulb in the chandelier so now, that's not to say that guys aren't smart, they're not intelligent. Right. But when it comes to picking up, I'm just speaking mm-hmm. strictly about communication, just mm-hmm. so that we were, we were on the same page, ladies. And I'm telling you, it will make a major difference. It will make a seismic shift in your relationships if you can just kind of break it down to its granular parts 
and make it simplistic for men. Because at the end of the day, we haven't evolved much from the caveman, right? So I think it's one of these things that you've got to break it down. I'm not saying we're stupid. There's a lot of intelligent men out there that are well-to-do, affluent, well-spoken. But when it comes to what do I do when the baby uh, makes a mess in their diaper and it's three o'clock in the morning, what am I supposed to do? Guys need help with stuff like that. So there's no book on it. So you ladies are the manual to our lives. Mm -hmm. And you guys are the instructional piece that makes us go. And they say, you know, like I'll quote, I'll quote Puffy, right? Puff Daddy, Sean Diddy Combs, you know, you know, bad boy, bad boy. But what was he? What was his new name that he was trying? It was just Daddy, I think. Right? Was it? No, I thought it was Brother Love or something. Oh, Brother Love, yeah, yeah. no, some nonsense. But nobody, it didn't stick. We're gonna go with the 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 Puffy from the nineties. Right. Everybody knows, you know, bad boy, bad boy. You know, (laughs) Uh, yeah. Take that, take that. But I'm gonna quote him, and he said on one of his records. Besides every bad boy is a bad girl. And to me, I'm, again, I, I know the, chills when you said that. The internet may, you know, say I misquoted it or whatever, but you guys get the gist of what I'm saying. The point is, is that no, we, we, any successful man can't be where he is without the direction and guidance and most of all, love and support. From a woman. Yep. And now first love comes from the mama. Yes. So, yeah. So, I mean, you know, we brought it back to, you know, the bad boy era. And. Right. We brought it all the way back. All the way back. You know, 90s, the golden age of hip hop and R&B. So, I just feel like there was so much truth in that. I mean, of all the ridiculous things Puffy has gone on record Uh as saying, that was one of the truest things he's ever said. And, you know, and I believe in that because men will always have their egos and they will always fight for what they believe is. A woman woman will definitely make you drop down to your knees, though. No. Well, yeah. And I always say, like, you know, there's women don't realize the power they possess. Yeah. uh, When it comes to men, every empire, whether it's the Byzantine Empire, it's the Aztecs, it's Mm -hmm. it's 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 the Roman Empire. It's any empire you could think of, even empire on, on, on Channel 5 on Fox. Right, Every and that's that empire. real. That's the, well, not the real, but that's fake cultivated love because it's right. on TV. But yeah, that's that cultivated love. She went to jail. Yeah, he got married with Shorty. The Shorty got pregnant by the son. Like it's just a hot mess. But like at the end of right. everything, like it's still them. It's still the lions. It's right. still Cookie and and um and Lucius. And Lucius. No right. matter what, you know what I'm saying. That's that they they go through the ebbs and flows of of love. And what I found interesting is that with these long relationships is that they actually say that um you have less heart attacks yeah so when you're but obviously in a healthy relationship in a healthy relationship it doesn't mean that there's no arguments doesn't mean that there's no disagreements that you're not going to be upset that you're not going to get sick or that you might not experience certain um ailments you know Mm -hmm. you get sick but your your likelihood of getting it is is at a much lower rate so they say diabetes, uh, heart attacks, um, just your overall mood is just, um, yeah, like you just have your likelihood of depression is just decreased dramatically when you're when you're in a healthy and long lasting relationship. Relationship, yeah. because I think it's just that bond that um, kind of like the balance of uh, 
a responsibility. It's kind of like, see, like for me, like I go home, I'm not with anybody. And so sometimes I get tired and I'm like, damn, if I would have just had somebody here, it would make things a bit easier. Mm -hmm. Not to say that I can't handle it, but it would just make it, yeah, it would just, it would just make it easier. And, and they say that there's still that, you still have the dopamine and and, uh, those, uh, what was the other, there was another, not dopamine. Well, no, it is dopamine, but there's another, it's oxy. Toxin. Oxytocin. Oxy, thank you. Oxytocin. Thank you for the, thank you, vocabulist. <laughs> thank you for the correction. I told you I'm good with my tongue. The so, oxy, oh, know, shoot. Wow. Watch out. Mind sex. So. <laughs> right, the oxytocin, which is the, um, that's the, uh, what is the, what is the chemical? Well, anyway, it's pretty much like another, it's the love hormone. It's, a, it's another, like, uh, hormone that, that we get induced with when we're in love and stuff like that. Yeah, so. and, and ironically enough, that is secreted from the brain. Mm-hmm. And it just flows through the bodies. You know, once you experience that type of, it's like there's orgasms and there's idgasms. Idgasms, you know, straight directly from the brain. It's like your brain experiencing orgasmic pleasure. That's, you know, that's a connection that you can have with somebody, whether you're with them 17 years like I am with my wife or 17 days. I mean, mm-hmm. it, love knows no, like I said at the beginning, love knows no boundaries. Right. And I think that you experience those highs and lows just like a crack addict does on the, on the, on street corners. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's the same type of, it's the same type of high. Right. And so know? what is, because I think what happens, people are like, damn, like how are you with somebody for 20 years. How were you with somebody for 30 years? Like when I have people together for 40 years, um, you know, everybody has their own input. Everybody has their, you know, their, their special, you know, gift or, or whatever it is that they kind of um, have in their relationship. They're, they're special glue right. that kind of keeps them together. So what would you say is what kind of keeps you and your, and I'm not talking about your kid. I'm just talking about your actual relationship mm-hmm. because there's relationships. It doesn't even matter about the kids. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I'm talking about like a, a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. So what do you think is, um, you know, as time has kind of evolved or elapsed, you know, every five years to something different. Um, so let's say what you've been with her. So, so for every five years, so let's say those are like the cycles, yeah. right? For every five years, what are some, you know, how do you like spice it up? How do you make it different? How do you kind of like keep that dopamine going on and get let, let your wife get excited to see you and you get excited about seeing your wife? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. I mean, it's it's really spontaneity. Like, I mean, it's just really trying to always evolve, you know, as the relationship gets older, you have you do have to spice it up. You do mm-hmm. have to do things that may not be the the norm or may not be in your comfort zone. Um, you know, it, like I said, I mean I feel like, you know, whether it's in the bedroom or it's just, you know, bringing home a piece of, you know, candy or your, your wife's favorite flower. My wife loves stargazer, uh, stargazer lilies, um, you know, just randomly doing things like that. I mean, just kind of keeping it fresh. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, we've had moments in our relationship where it just seemed like the love was dead, you know, like and, you know, Two kids will exhaust you having jobs, you know, um, that, you know, you're stuck in uh, maybe a professional rut and, you know, it just wears on the relationship. Like it's just to the point where, you know, like you said, it seems like, yeah, it is every like five years or so 
you've got to reinvent yourself. Right. You know, you've got to be able to try different things. And I'm not just talking sexually. I'm saying you've got to be able to try different things that are outside your comfort zone in order to keep that relationship going. Because I'm, I'll be, I'll keep, keep it 100%, you know, uh, you know, I'll keep it 100 as they say, you know, the kids say, I know that I've had to do things that like, you know, I feel like are not as a Virgo, as a male Virgo, it's not in my comfort zone. Oh, we're, now we're getting we're, into the astrology. Yeah, we would be, but now we get into the astrology, and that's where things get, you know, even more dicey okay. because. But what did you do specifically within those five years? Maybe you started writing love letters. Maybe like what's yeah. something different that you may not have did before right. that it was just like now your wife started to see you in a different light, recognize you differently. Yeah, I think maybe wear a new cologne or something like that. I don't know. No, definitely. I, I think you know you go from you know I'm I'm an old school romantic. I mean I you know would go from writing these deep you know kind of meaningful um, notes, love notes, or just like random things. My wife would go on trips, business trips, and I would write her a love letter and put rose petals in it and stick it in her her suitcase. And she would open it when she gets to the hotel and, you know, like things like that, I, you know, and I still do it, still do it, but not as it's not as frequent. And, you know, and you evolve from something like that to something like, you know, now with technology, it's send a text or leave her a voice message. Nobody checks their voicemail, but I'm just saying, but, you know, it's it's like one of these things that, you know, you can there's so many different things you can do now. Like I. I know that I go from writing something to sending her an email to, you know, maybe even it's just like I said, it's it, something is it for women. I know you girls love you ladies love just for your man to be physical in the sense that like even a hug would get you through the day or even like sending an emoji, you know, like a, a heart shape, heart shape emoji or, you know, the, um, you know, anything that kind of that induces love, that, that kind of brings back those feelings of, mm -hmm. um, you know, you're, 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 it brings back those those um, enamored feelings that you had for each other when things first started. It's just something very simplistic. I would go right. from at the beginning of a relationship, writing letters to now doing stuff like just bringing her home flowers just for no reason. Like, I know it sounds corny. It sounds simple. But like, even if you want to go outside of that or maybe surprise her with like a, a, a set, you know, from Victoria's Secret, just for no reason, just, you know, just to kind of just like, hey, you know, that is kind of like a way for guys to without having to say it. I love how you look in this or, mm -hmm. you know, you know, and that they still love you. But also there's a little bit of lust that's behind right. that, too. And I think at the end of the day, women want that from their man. They want mm -hmm. that from their significant other, does whether you're, you know, whatever type of relationship you're in or partnership that you're in, right. you want that adulation that somebody's in love with you and they adulation. love the way you look. Yeah. Right. You know, so, you know, they love the way you look. They love the way you smell. They love the way that, you know, the, you know, the pheromones that you let off, you know, like mm -hmm. it's those type of things that like, you know, like it's really simple and it's also kind of uh, holistic or it's, it's simplistic in nature, but right it's the type of things that keeps a relationship going. Right. And I think it's also understanding what your partner wants, because reading that book, I know guys I had mentioned uh, that I read this book before the five love languages, um, that the five are the affirmations, the uh, physical touch, um, acts of service, um, gifts. And I forgot what the other one was, but so it's just kind of like, maybe I don't need 
a, a gift. Maybe I just want you to tell me that I'm beautiful more yes. often. Maybe I don't want you to tell me that I'm beautiful. Maybe I want you to wash some goddamn dishes before I get home. 100%. You know, <laughs> right? So it, it, it's just a, a, a little difference. It's circumstantial based on relationships or whatever. So pretty much, okay, that's some of the ways that you could kind of keep a marriage together, keep that cultivated, keep it fresh. Now we're going to talk about uh, last but not least, dead love. Right when when the love is gone, now you're at the point where you're divorced. Now you are divorced. Right. Um, what is that effect on your psych? So your what's that effect on you psychologically and physically? Mm-hmm. Um, you know what does that feel like? I mean, obviously, Dave, you're married. I'm not married. Right. Um, but I have been. I was gonna say, but I have been divorced. How how, how I say? It? I've never been married, but I've been divorced. <laughs> <laughs> but well, but I, you know, I've been I've been in in relationships, committed relationships, right? Yeah, I've been sure. in committed relationships. What what I have found is that, or what I should say, what I found interesting, mm-hmm. um, upon my research again, was that men are more likely to experience uh, mental mental dysfunctions. Yes. Once they get when they um when they get divorced, because whatever that support system was, they no longer have that. So like whatever friends you may have had, you know, you don't have that same foundation. Right. Those, right. those people are kind of gone Longer. or or whatever the case may be. Um, I don't know. They do say that women also we experience because we, we it takes a lot longer for us to rebound. Right. That we do experience um, longer periods of depression. Um, yeah, but then once we snap out of it, it's just kind of like new me, new everything, right. new man, right. whatever. And also I think the, uh, the rehabilitation, the, the recovery time also is dependent on like on you, on the individual, like your support system, like, you know, just again, guys, I always say we have to reflect on ourselves, like, and not to say that we have to point the finger, but just, we have to be realistic. Did you know it wasn't going to work out? You know what I'm saying? Because right. it's not something that just happened. It was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even, or maybe maybe you were just that oblivious. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like as a generation, as a people, we have to become more aware of, of what's going on and how, what are our implications are in these, in these relationships. But in my, I feel like I used the word implication wrong. Um, it doesn't even matter. No, well, I mean, the ramifications. You know, I think is probably more along what you were trying to say in terms of your actions and everything that you do in the relationship is 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 a direct result of of know, the outcome of the outcome right right you know so it's just basically you know kind of like you, you touched on before about like something simplistic as doing the dishes my wife always tells me it's about a mood with women it's always about like you know it's not so much you know like if i go out and change the light bulb outside or you know, I go rake the leaves without her having to tell me or, you know, I, you know, take the kids and give them a bath and put them down and, uh, you know, and, and lay them down in bed and, and, and you know, just uh, so that we can spend some extra quality time together. It's all those little things. It's like the little things add up to bigger things. And, you know, that's what kind of that's what keeps the juices going. That's what keeps the love alive. You know? mm-hmm. That's what keeps the romance permeating, you know, through the air in terms of, you know, not every day is is like they say, is, is, is uh, roses. But, you know, I feel like that's what I've learned as a man doing those little things like, you know, taking out the trash and, you know, doing things around the house without having to be told or um, kind of setting this ambiance that I'm thinking of you by doing those things 
and therefore creating and cultivating a, a, a romance, a, a consistent romance in the house. And also it's important for the kids to see too. Like a lot mm-hmm. of people tend to forget that the kids, even though they're children, they're so smart. Um, yeah. They pick up on those vibes. Yeah, know, our subconscious so. soaks this stuff in. That's why as we get older, we try to figure out, well, why am I continuously going through these, through these relationships mm-hmm. that are are kind of in correlation to whatever our parents were or whatever it is. And it's because that stuff is is imprinted in our brains. You know what I'm saying? Like our, our minds, our computer, it stores this information. Correct. You know, as it fills up, it kind of pushes itself down yeah. to make room for more. Mm-hmm. So it's very important for us to to be careful of what we, um, you know, put into our, like, well, whatever our input is, you know, whatever it is we watch, whatever it is that we say, the people that we surround ourselves with. Yeah, because like he said, your children are going to definitely pay attention yeah. to that one day. If you want to be better, do better. If you want your children to be better, again, do better. Right. Um, and it's not to say that with, because now going back to, um, now because it's coming to the end, um, it's not to say that when you come to the end of a relationship, that it's the end of you. Mm-hmm. I see it as more of this is a, a fresh start. This is us pressing the reset button. Whatever didn't work before, just kind of take it as a, a life lesson. Of course, it's hard because, you know, this is somebody that you kind of looked up to as your life mate, as your soulmate. Um, but we have many soulmates throughout our periods of life. And our soulmates don't have to be our physical partners. They could be our parents, our friends, our, our you know, cat. right, our cat. We I feel like my dog is my soulmate. That's serious. Like my dog is like me in the dog version. Yeah. You know, I told my dog, you know, I hope you live to be 17 because I want to have a sweet 16 for you. Like I'm dead serious. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just we have to kind of broaden that definition of soulmate and stop making it so confined and restrictive to just one person right. so that this way we could expand ourselves in our, in our minds and our hearts to be able to receiving this universal love that is available to us right. so that this way then we could grow in all areas of our lives, mentally, physically, emotionally. Did I say spiritually already? If I did, let's double up the spirit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're going to double that up. Right. But you know, so um, while love is hard, while love is tough, um, but anything worth having is definitely worth fighting for, you know. And if it doesn't work, again, fight for yourself to be better, to do better, right. to then now make that decision. You know what? Now I know what I want and I'm not going to settle for that. Mm-hmm. So just because it didn't work with Joe and just because it didn't work with Shaquita, I don't know why I picked those names. <laughs> Joe and Shaquita. Don't listen if you all are listening out there, Joe and Jaquita. No offense, no offense. No offense. But I'm just saying, if it didn't work out with whoever it was that you were previously married to, you didn't even have to be married. If it didn't work out, don't see it as a failure upon yourself. Right. Just see it as something. You know what? This didn't work. There was an incongruency that was very evident there. That maybe again we were disillusioned to it. And now we came out of this phase of disillusionment and now we're like, oh my gosh, when did this happen? When did that happen? And you're trying to kind of make it work, but the pieces don't fit anymore. So it's just kind of like recognizing when to when to let go and recognizing when things just don't work so you don't waste your time. You know, I always say, I don't want to be 60 years old and be with somebody and realize, you know what, I should have left you alone. No, I want to leave you now. Right. You know what I'm saying? If it's not working, and it's not to say that I'm not going to try but if it's like I'm trying and I feel like it's it's a struggle, mm-hmm. it, it's 
and it's not a sweet struggle, meaning like I'm over here doing the work and you're not doing a damn thing, right. then it's just kind of, or vice versa. Mm-hmm. That person is doing all the, then it's just kind of like, we're, it's just not, we're not meant for each other. Not we, compatible. Right. We're not compatible. And I have to kind of realize I have to pick myself up, move forward and say, you know what, Jen, I want to be the best me that I could be. I want to be in love with somebody. I want to have bad days with somebody that I fucking love that is going to love me unconditionally as much as I'm going to love him back. Right. You know what I'm saying? He's going to want to kiss me when I got stink breath. He's going to want if for whatever reason. My back hurts and I can't wipe my butt. He's going to wipe my butt as nasty as it sounds, but it doesn't matter. That's what marriage is. That's that's love right there. And that's what I want. You know what I'm saying? And you got to figure out what you want. And if that's what you want, then stick to that. Don't settle for that. If your love is dead from old, just know that there's so many other people out there. This is a new day. As long as you wake up, God has a plan for you. There is something out there for you. Yeah. Right? I mean, if you have BV, you know, and and, and your man wants to go down on you. Even though, you know, you have keto crotch. I can't. We'll, we'll circle back to that at another time. Please. But listen, but that's love too. That's love. That is love right there, yes. And again, if ladies, put some lipstick on, put your high heels on, put your freakum dress on, go get your man, go get the life that you want, period. Even if it's not your man, go get the, the career that you want. Go get the life that you want. Fight for that. You know, I mean, I know it's scary. I get scared too, but you got to fight for that. Because love just is, isn't about... Being in a relationship with everybody else is about being in a relationship with yourself yourself. as well. Yes. You know, like you got to love yourself. Again, like I said, if it didn't work out, then learn how to love yourself enough to then get what you want. And re-engage in another relationship and not hold that brother or that woman or whatever you deem a partner or, or somebody that you love or potentially could fall in love with. Don't hold them accountable for things that happened in the past because... You're going to let a lot of good loving pass you by. Yep. Bam. Don't let that good loving pass you guys by. Here we go. That's the end of the episode. Love, love, love. Send it out. My niece actually says that. She'd be like, love, love, love. And she's not a little girl. She's a grown woman. She's like 27. Um, So much love to you guys. Thank you, Dave, for being here. Not a problem. It's a pleasure. And uh, I hope to be back on the show. This yeah. is this is a, a really great experience. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. I think I'm definitely going to have you back on again. And uh, all right, guys, I'm out. Let Peace me let me, let me let me leave you guys with a, with a with a quote. Go ahead. With a psalm from from Colossians three fourteen, which happens to be my daughter's birthday anyway. But above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. Peace and love. Wow, I love that. All right, guys, see you later.